Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the End Time Tribute, covering breaking news and current events pertaining to Bible prophecy, in effect counting down the second coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. This April the 1st, 2017. Special note for the program. Uh, Clinton Kowatch is on hiatus this week. He will be back next week. Uh, as a special reporter tonight, we have with us Temeskin77 is his Twitter handle. I strongly suggest you look him up. His news feed can be quite interesting indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week we have so much uh, to cover. It is absolutely uh, mind-boggling, the things that are shaking this planet. This week, uh, Russian police detained hundreds of protesters, including an opposition leader this week. Earth changes. Ladies and gentlemen, the International Cloud Atlas has recognized new clouds this week. And it's just off the charts when you look at them because I took geology, and what I saw was rather disturbing. This week, the Kambloni volcano in Russia erupted after 248 years of sleep. This week, ammonia hotspots were found all over this planet uh, using new types of research. This week, no less than 270,000 chickens had to be culled in Japan after a massive bird flu outbreak. This week, in the Knoxville Zoo, 33 snakes were found dead. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, the article clearly says that they tried to revive them by giving them oxygen. Now, I wonder why that is. This week, March the 22nd, there was a syphilis outbreak in Oklahoma County, and it could be the largest in modern state history. The Godlessness increases across the globe, ladies and gentlemen, as Ireland makes paying for sex illegal. Things are really coming down the barrel. 
The Dow closed down for eighth straight day, as reported on the 28th. This was also reported on the 28th. Stocks hit an ugly streak that hasn't happened since 2011. More oxygen-depleted water came out also on March 28th as dozens of dead fish were found along the riverbank at the Gritty Stone Fish Access Site. Ladies and gentlemen, this came out that very same day. The ocean can't breathe. Mexico-sized algae bloom in the Arabian Sea of the Gulf of Oman. Ladies and gentlemen, we've all heard about all these seers. All these modern-day prophets that have prophesied bad things for California. Well, unfortunately, was released this week on Science Alert that these twin faults in California were actually one mega fault. They don't want it to rupture because they're afraid that liquefaction will become involved. If it ruptures. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a big week. We, your host, Tomaskin77, Brian Ingram, and Matthew Miller have oiled the saddles. We have brushed down the steeds. We are ready to ride. I strongly suggest to continue. You get your trays in the upright positions and fasten your seat belts. There is one question I am just itching to ask you. Why are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie?
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. Let's get the Bry in the saddle. Get get him on here to say hi real quick. Uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Clinton uh, is on hiatus. He will be back with us next week. I'm sure that you're all going to miss him. Uh, he has become a most welcome addition to the crew. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, Brian wants to jump in here and say hi uh, before we introduce Tomeskin and get him to uh, rattle off a few things about himself. All right, sorry there. Uh, one moment, my web page was playing the broadcast at the same time. Uh, hello, folks. Glad to be with you here tonight. We got all right. A fair amount of things to cover. Yes, we do, Brian. We, we've had some serious things going on this week, and and you've been you've been hard at doing research. I've been hard at doing research. Two different flanks, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But I think that the Brian and I have come to a decision that we are going to produce a DVD uh, concerning the wondrous sign that's going to occur in the heavens uh, according to Revelation chapter 12 this very year. I finally sat down and took a look at it, a serious look, uh, because one of my uh, dear sisters uh, sent me a message on it and, and thought that I should look at it. Of course, I had not considered this because I really don't care about Mundus Novus. I don't care about the new world, and I never did. Uh, all of my in-depth celestial somology has all been focaled off of the foundation stone. That's everything that I have worked on. So at first I put it in the back corner, I put it in the back corner, but then she sent me this message, and I passed it off to Brian last night. And ladies and gentlemen, this had something that to do with Brian's research concerning Phaeton. I think a few years ago now, but I think that this is important enough information that we need to release it on DVD. With that being said, uh, we bring on a very old friend that goes all the way back to the beginning of the End Time Tribune. It is a pleasure and an honor to have Riding Shotgun with us tonight, Temeskin. Uh We affectionately call him Thames. But, uh, Thames, why don't you jump on here and introduce yourself just a little bit, and I hope you're not too nervous. Uh, it's been a while since we've been in the saddle together uh, here on the End Time Tribune. Um, you can go ahead and open up, and you can cover the news first, whatever news you want to talk about. If you don't want to talk about particular news items, it is just fine for us uh, to uh, receive a special report from you on whatever you're working on privately. So jump right in here, uh, Thames, and get your feet wet on the End Time Tribune. Hey, everybody. It's good to be with everyone again. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, I've been doing shows um, up until probably about the last year or so, uh, primarily on the Portico with Matthew and Jose and John, um, and that's uh, – really a special place in my heart because we really get into 
God's word and how it matches up with uh, things that typically are not seen in the natural world or things that are going on around us. Um, But it's also good to look at current events and Bible prophecy and things that are happening in the news. And it's amazing um, considering all the private discussion and conversation that uh, we've had really probably since June, May of last year, things that are starting to come out into the light. It's just really interesting to see just the acceleration, the speed at which things are evolving. So I'm glad to be with everybody and discuss the news, discuss current events and how these things match up with Scripture. And I'm sure I'll I'll point out some things um, in the Bible because that's always my marker stone, as it is, of course, Matthews and Brian's. But it's just good to be with everyone. Well, we we certainly welcome you, uh, welcome you to the broadcast, Thames. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find uh, that broadcast, it is available on iTunes. Just search uh, the Portico of Solomon. You shall find it straight away. Uh, very in-depth studying that we do over there. So uh, it's been a while since we got into that saddle, and I was wanting to ask you because I don't know. I'm I don't. I don't I'm not the driver over there at the Portico of Solomon. What was our listener base over there? What what did we get up to? I I don't even know. Oh, that's a good question. Um we had over 100,000 listens at one point. We were averaging about um I think the the largest uh or the best ratings we ever got was with this uh, show that we did with your son. Um we must have had, I think, 24,000 listeners to that show alone. But we were averaging, I don't know, 15,000, 20,000 listens when we were doing shows consistently. Then Blog Talk changed its its metrics and all that went away. Um, so you can't really tell anymore. Yes, you really can't tell anymore. That's kind of frustrating. So I go in there. I take account of what it, it shows me every day and – we're we're doing good. We're over three thousand per day, uh, so That's awesome. we're starting to catch up uh, to where we were. You know, we're we're starting to keep pace here as people realize that uh, the old iTunes feed has come back alive. So uh, we do appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, filling the gap uh, for Clinton's absence. We really do really do appreciate it. So let's jump into it. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to give us a special report, or do you have some news items you want to cover? Jump right into it. Well, one news story that I find uh, particularly timely is a story that came out in Housing Wire dated February 24th. Uh, the title is U.S. to Continue Investigating Money Laundering by Foreign Real Estate Buyers. Now, I have spoken uh, – a little bit about this with Matthew privately uh, for the listeners who aren't familiar. Uh, real estate is starting to take the news because everyone's talking about the connection between certain people in the Trump administration and potential uh, money laundering involved with real estate transactions in New York. But this really is not a new story. Uh, after 9-11, the rules surrounding financial transactions changed dramatically because terrorists, of course, were using the same bank accounts, the same ways of transferring funds that anyone else was using for the most part 
So after 9-11, uh, the whole financial system ramped up the know-your-customer anti-money laundering uh, provisions inside of the Patriot Act to make it much more difficult to, uh, to move funds around without knowing the, the uh, source and the receiver of those funds. But one giant loophole inside of that, of course, uh, was real estate. Now, that's particularly interesting because if you look at real estate, real estate has had a bubble since then. It's had a collapse, and it's had a reinflation of that exact same bubble. Most currently, uh, we see the dramatic rise in prices in areas like San Francisco, uh, Vancouver, where housing prices have gone up dramatically quicker than what they should have. And, of course, most of this money is finding its way into the United States by way of foreign actors, uh, people in China, people in uh, the Middle East, people in uh, the Eastern uh, bloc countries inside of Europe that are trying to pull funds out of their local currencies and move them into what they believe will be safer um, places uh, outside of the reach of their of their governments, because of course, in many cases, this money is derived by uh, stealing, um, paying you know people paying bribes, or it's involved with not paying taxes. There's all sorts of things that uh, is the underlying source of these funds, um, but the United States is starting to look at this more closely. And interestingly enough, it was last year the Obama administration decided to do a review of these transactions, and they found that 25% of the transactions that they reviewed uh, the involved people who were on a suspicious activity report. Now, suspicious activity reports are done by the FBI. Um, it can involve anything from money laundering, uh, organized crime, money from prostitution, drug sales. It could be any number of different things that are illicit, but it basically means that the funds are in some way, shape, or form associated with something which is unclean. Um, they have ramped up the rules surrounding real estate, which has caused some of these bubbles to slow down in San Francisco and other places in the past year. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, we're talking about you've got to be north of $3 million in New York City, in Manhattan, to be under that target. If you're under $3 million in Manhattan, you could walk in with a suitcase full of money and buy a house and no one would even blink an eye, um, which is just astounding when you think about it. So what you're saying is this is a collision course, and not only is it a collision course, um, this is just like the – iceberg that they found with red paint after the Titanic went down because we've been down this course before is is that what you're trying to say that that we're headed to the exact same place we was then well there's a number of things uh this story is going to become more and more relevant as the unraveling of all of the I don't want to say anything. Uh, you know, we assume people are innocent in this country until they've been proven guilty. 
but there are a number of people surrounding this current administration that have been involved in these sorts of transactions where the money is not very well sourced. And so the American people are quickly coming up. Porters are actually starting to pay attention to these, uh, to these issues. And in many cases, they're going to say $3 million. I mean, how much does it cost to buy a gun? I mean, uh, why isn't it, you know, the same as, you know, when I, when I, if I want to send money to Mexico, if I want to send $200, I need a social security number. I need a driver's license. I can't send, you know, hardly anything through Western Union without identifying myself. So why is there a $3 million cap in Manhattan? Why is there in Miami-Dade, why is it a million dollar cap? I mean, a million dollars could, could, you know, involve a whole lot of illicit activity. Um, so I think the American people, um, once they finally get wind and fully understand what the government is doing, are not only going to be upset, but they're going to realize that the, the swamp that everyone's so concerned about is actually much deeper and much more uh, entrenched in our society than they could even begin to comprehend. Well, this smells to high heaven of corruption to me. Explain this to me. You're saying that I could walk into a bank with $3 million in a suitcase of cold, hard cash. And without any questions, they will hand me the deed to the property. Is that what you're saying? A title company, yes. A title company does not need to source those funds below that threshold. If you're buying in Manhattan. Well, James, you... You can only be referring to one general term, corruption. I mean, because yep. the $3 million in this suitcase could be drug money. It could be extortion money. It could be from kinda uh, kidnapping. Uh, it could be from God knows what. Now, when I say those items, what... The American one of people think of is the mafia. You're talking about the mob. No, because attempts. Let me get this straight. So what happens if somebody from Yemen walks into the bank with three million dollars in a suitcase and wants to buy a piece of property on Fifth Avenue? Are you saying they don't even have to no. be an American citizen? No, they, you do not have to be. And in fact, most of the purchasers of this high-end real estate are foreign citizens. Uh, I mean, you have so much corruption in places like China. You've got mid-level government employees, um, and they take bribes all day and all night, and they export that money as quickly as they can. Because of, you know, they want to get it out of that currency and into something else. And it's not even so much, I mean, they're happy to overpay for a piece of real estate. It's not about the real estate as much as it's about having a, a reservoir outside of the purview of their, of their government. Because I can go and I can form a XYZ corporation. Um, I can incorporate in the Cayman Islands or in Panama. I could even incorporate in Delaware, for that matter, um, 
where the actual owner of said entity is never known, and you you would never even know who the owners of these entities are. They just need the money. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the American people need to understand what that means. They they need to be able to comprehend exactly what you're talking about. What is the currency of preference for these lawless ones? Do they normally get pesos or do they get rubles? What's their currency of choice? Dollars. Because I know – say that one more time, please. Dollars, U.S. dollars. I see. Well, this bothers me because I've been, as of late, researching, especially in Europe, but now in Michigan, I think it's it's come to light. Well, these people will walk in, buy a church that's for sale, tear it down, and build a mosque. Now, the American people have no problem with that if they're an American citizen and you know they went through all the proper channels and did all the paperwork, and we know that this was clean money that uh, somebody working, and I don't think the American people would even mind if it was you know, uh, African people working that had earned that money, that had got paychecks. But if not, I mean, for the love of God, what if this was ISIS money that was being laundered to buy churches? And cathedrals, I mean, we're talking about cathedrals in Europe. They're tearing them down, baby, and building mosques. I mean, you understand this is the perfect cover for them because then ISIS can just train them in there. And this is all underneath the table, and the American people have had the wool pulled over their eyes indeed. That being one part of this stick… The other part of this stick is – let me ask a question to you point blank. Do we have any evidence of American politicians doing this? <laughs> the president of the United States has been doing this. If, if, um, if you've been watching cable news at all um, this past month, there's been – he was actually involved with the largest uh, – single-family residence sale uh, out of Florida where he purchased a property at auction for $40, $50 million and sold it, nearly doubled his money on it, selling it to a Russian oligarch who was in the process of shielding his money from a divorce. So he was buying up well, assets I, all around the world. Well, I told you that between me and the next town, the largest grain elevator, complete with its own set of railroad tracks… In this county is owned by the Chinese, and all of the fields you can see to the south, that's their wheat, and it goes straight to China. Under the auspices which you just described, you're saying that one of my politicians facilitated that. Is that what you're saying? Well, they make the rules, and they're the ones that uh, regulate a family member sending money to someone in Mexico or Nigeria 
uh, more closely than uh, someone buying a, a high-rise building in Manhattan. They have facilitated that. I mean, if I want to send money to a family member overseas for the holidays and I go to Western Union to do so, I have to provide proof of who I am. And they have to know where the money came from that I'm sending. And they have to know who it is that's going to receive it. And who it is that's going to receive it has to prove that they are who they say they are. It's a completely different thing involving many, many uh, more dollars um, when we're talking about real estate. Well, Thames, if I remember my history correctly. Um, is this this idea does come from the Nazis. It's common knowledge if you look up what city has the greatest population of twins. You're going to immediately find out you're going to get a list of Nazis, high-ranking Nazis. Okay? Adolf Eichmann? Okay. Von Oven? Swanson? So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you realize that... Their location of choice to do this, the ten kings that run this planet, because they do. And by the way, they told you that in 1973 when, of course, the Club of Rome released their map of the world that had been divided into ten regions. We know their location of choice. To do this, money laundering through land acquisition has always been, since World War II, Mundus Novus, the New World. I mean, Storin, Schaefer, Schiebler, Lescat, Mengele. They've been doing this for a very, very long time, coming to the new world and doing this. I mean, now, I think it's gotten to critical levels. I don't think the people, especially in Iowa, in Idaho, uh, well, Idaho especially, I don't think they have a clue that they don't own their own property. And... It's all right as long as the people doing it bear us no ear will. But we seem to be piling up the enemies as of late. Do you have a school? No problem. We've got drones. We can hit them right now. We just did this last month. Do you have a hospital? No problem. America has a missile for that. 
do you have an aid station in your country? Not a problem. We've got bombs for that. Tim's your 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 thoughts on that, please. Am I off base? And if so, I beseech thee to correct my course. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are is that we know at some point in time that uh, you will not be able to buy or sell without a a specific mark. And, you know, historically, when people discuss that, they think about collapses, financial collapses. And, of course, that would be a component of it. But financial collapses are driven by politics, largely. I mean, war is a political decision. It takes a lot of money to go to war. Um, Even the decline um, in power of a of a company compared to another company, uh, all of that uncertainty, that destabilization. I mean, what happens when this onion gets peeled back um, and it comes into the light just how intertwined all of this dirty money is? I mean, we're currently in a situation in this country where they're trying to change the tax laws so that all of this money that's been made overseas can be repatriated into the country and and cause another uh, economic boom because what's happened is you've had people invest outside of the United States um, or domicile a corporation outside of the United States because of a lower tax rate and then they don't want to bring the money back in and repatriate it back into the United States because to do so would cost them money what happens when the American people start to peel back this onion and realize who actually owns all this stuff and how they did it. I mean, when you realize that someone who's paying a 15% capital gain or a 10% capital gain um, or an adjusted gross tax rate of 10, 12%, when you get up and go to work every day and you're paying 25, 30%, at some point people say enough is enough. Enough is enough. And they, yeah, they call for something different. I don't see that. That's where I see this going. I don't see the American people doing anything about it. I mean, let's just talk about the church. Um, Nobody's done anything about uh, taking prayer out of schools or abortion yet. I mean, that's how the 70s started. So I don't see the American people doing anything about it. I really don't. So quite dis- quite disturbing. Did you have other news that you wanted to cover, Tim's? Let's get on to the next topic to discuss. Sure. So the the next thing here is a story which I find interesting. Uh, a judge has just decided that Uh, Donald Trump incited violence against protesters last year. Um, There were a number of protesters at a Trump rally last March that were injured in Kentucky when uh, the president was um, campaigning and he called them to get them out. And people were roughed up in this exchange and Now there's a lawsuit involving 
the president, and a judge has just ruled that his actions uh, were were reckless and contributed to that that incident, which I find interesting because the president's words are being used against him with this executive order that he has now tried to you know pass twice and has been told no by the courts um, among other reasons because of things he said while he was campaigning and this president has said a lot no doubt about that he certainly has said a lot he certainly has stirred the pot it would seem at every opportunity so I certainly I'm sorry agree I didn't with you there. That. that came from Talking Points uh, memo, um, story dated April 1st, but it is a true story, uh, titled Judge Trump Incited Violence Against Protesters at Kentucky Rally. It was written by Alice Olstein. So ah, yes. Rather Rise the Crusaders. Yes. Well, that's just what I've observed on the social networking sites. Um, I don't think you can call it really anything else. This, uh, well, incitement to violence by people that are professing Christians. I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I do know all about the Nazis, though. I do know all about uh, Klaus Barbie. Anybody know about him? Man, know about the Butcher of Lyon? Here, let me pronounce that in English for you. Klaus Barbie. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's where your Barbie dolls come from. Mm-hmm. Do some research into the Barbie family name. We in the West are so incredibly naive. We really are. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are almost to the first break. I'm going to jump in here and talk about a few things that I want to discuss. First off, this week, released on the 27th, Reuters, Pence revised talk of U.S. moving Tel Aviv embassy to Jerusalem, the cup of trembling. This is not over. It's not going to be over. It's going nowhere good. Now I'm going to give a diatribe straight from Gary Walton over at the Big Wobble. Uh, I suggest you take a look at his stuff because a lot of the news that you get here is in Spanish, and Gary provides an invaluable service of translating it for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, he is really good on the earth changes, and this is something that I know uh, that American – how do I put that? Ah, yes, tree huggers would like to be brought up to speed on. More than 70 dead turtles found in the lagoon in Nicaragua. Once again, an algae bloom thought to be the cause. Now, I like that because it got my attention when I read it. 
because that pertains to a massive bit of information that I caught on March the 28th in Nature World News. This is the headlines. The oceans can't breathe. Mexico-sized algae bloom in the Arabian Sea should concern you. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, it sucks up the oxygen. It promotes a rapid increase in CO2 emissions. Now, you'll take note that I mentioned another article about the new science that has evolved on detecting ammonia plumes. Ladies and gentlemen, you put the two articles together, and if you have insight, you will understand. You can only be talking about the deoxygenation of the oceans. They're not being able to oxygenate themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. The Big Wobble, Monday, March 27th. Yellow fever killing thousands of monkeys in Brazil as 90% of the brown howler monkeys wiped out in unprecedented die-off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Let's, let's talk about this. These outbreaks happen periodically, but it's the worst I've ever seen scientists say. They have never seen monkeys perish in such numbers so quickly from disease. The way yellow fever has spread also concerns Brazilian health officials. As of mid-March 2017, they have confirmed more than 400 cases of the disease, mostly in Minas Gerais, causing nearly 150 human deaths. The Brazilian Ministry of Health is investigating another 900 possible cases, and concern is mounting that it will spread to cities, threatening many more people. Ladies and gentlemen, you do understand What they just said. I'll read one more paragraph for you. A dead monkey is like a canary in the coal mine, alerting public health officials that a pathogen may be present, mobilizing preventative and precautionary efforts. So what does it mean when so many have perished? The Big Wobble, Tuesday, March 28th. Hundreds of dead birds found along beach in Costa Grande, Mexico. From TripAdvisor.com, translated from Spanish. Hundreds of dead birds were found in a sand strip of La Ropa Beach, Costa Grande, Mexico. Last weekend, the dead birds were found in gardens as well as restaurants and house rooftops near the beach. They explained that some animals were found alive 
that they died minutes later, why others showed difficulty in flying. They indicated that the area had not been fumigated, so they ruled out intoxication as a possible cause of massive mortality. In addition, they noted that the birds feed mainly on what people give them. I counted in the space of the entrance to the beach like 35 dead birds, a public worker said. So far, no authority on ecology or environment has made any statement about the situation. Well, that's, that's an understatement. The Big Wobble. Yet again, Tuesday. March 28th, tens of thousands of dead fish appear floating in a lagoon located Argentina. Algae bloom thought to be the cause. Surprise in San Luis as tens of thousands of dead fish washed up in a lagoon. This is not the first time, but the causes are unknown. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that should rattle your cage to hear that. Oh, this is not the first time it's happened. Uh, we think it's probably due to the algae bloom. No, I'll tell you what it's from. The algae bloom is a result of deoxygenated water, as the earth may very well be doing exactly what the Lord, its God, told it to do. Because the Lord your God loudly proclaimed thousands of years ago that in the end times, the earth would wear out like a rag. Now, that's what he said, and that's what's going to happen. And we are beginning to see the evidences of it. Now, we had a massive volcano this week in Russia. And this was kind of overlooked, but it certainly caught my attention because I always follow the fault lines. We had a 6.1 earthquake hit the Alaskan Ridge this week, ladies and gentlemen. The epicenter is located 66 kilometers of Navy Town. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know the measure of a man, and I know the measure of a star. Please do remember that I've told you many times the reason why they use kilometers and what a nautical mile is. They're giving you the dimensions spatially of the circle of the Earth. So, along those lines, we follow the ring of fire south. And this was released in Science Alert once again, March the 28th, 2017. These twin faults in California are actually one mega fault. That's a problem. We don't want this one to rupture. No discredit to... Fiona McDonald that wrote the article, but I think that was a gross understatement. Researchers have discovered that what they had previously assumed were two separate fault zones 
below Southern California are in fact part of one intimidating megafault system. When they investigated the possibility of all parts of the newly discovered fault system erupting at once, they found that it could trigger a magnitude 7.4 earthquake extending all the way from L.A. to San Diego. A quake of that size would be 30 times more powerful than the magnitude 6.4 Long Beach earthquake, which killed 120 people back in 1933. Ladies and gentlemen, this is cause for serious concern. Because an earthquake stretched over that far would give you more than one serious problem. You, it brings to mind, of course, the 1811-12 earthquake series. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I went to the Indianapolis Public Library… And went through a lot of diaries that described the events, describing farmers that would cut down trees and tell their families that if the ground starts shaking to go jump on the trees because they would have to check on their neighbors every morning because of liquefraction. Ladies and gentlemen, that's when the ground vibrates at such a high frequency, at such intensity that the ground becomes like quicksand. And the houses and the trees and everybody in them would just sink and disappear. I read these things with my own eyes. There is that right here in this article. And I strongly suggest that you take a look at this article. Because parts of the fault, of the fault zone run underwater, which is why they've been so difficult to study in the past, but the new study bounced acoustic waves off the seafloor to image the layers below. Ladies and chest, ladies and gentlemen, this this is this is not. You know, I like how in the article they try to allay your fears. But the good news is that the chance of the entire fault system going off at once is pretty unlikely. Then they contradict themselves with the next sentence. The data suggests that all parts of the fault strands haven't ruptured simultaneously in more than 11,000 years. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know geology, like I said, I took geology in an institution of higher learning, uh, that puts you way past the normal interval of occurrence. That's what that does. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to take a break. I do apologize that Brian did not get to jump in here before the break, but we have had massive things to cover. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back in 8 minutes and 10 seconds. Until then, do exactly what the Lord your God has commanded you to do. You do remember what that is, don't you? Let us watch and pray.
are listening to the In Time Tribune. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the End Time Tribune. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. I do have some news that I wanted to cover real quick. Take note that the rapture index has been increased to 183. It's a plus one from the last update. Let me give you an overview of their categories. 100 and below is slow prophetic activity. 100 to 130 is moderate prophetic activity. 130 to 160, heavy prophetic activity. Above 160, 
is fasten your seatbelts. Very interesting. Perhaps we should have them on uh, for a clear and concise uh, explanation. I do know uh, that I can't find the list on their site as to why it's been increased this week, but I have a feeling that it has something to do with the satanic activity. Um, I know that I looked at a couple of their uh, stuff, and that seems to be uh, the top on their list. I did a search for this very date over there, March 26th, and the very first thing at the top is witches to cast spell on Trump again. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with it or not. But Brian, it is time for you to take uh, take preeminence here on the broadcast. Sorry that Thames and I rambled on for the entire first hour. Uh, we haven't been meaning to... Uh, you know, push you uh, back there and forget all about you riding in the rumble seat. Oh, no, ladies and gentlemen. I assure you that uh, the reason why Brian is in the rumble seat is he's got the big guns. Way too big to be placed in the cab. Brian, jump on here. Uh, let's get this dude rolling. Well, I think the most appropriate way for me to go about doing this probably just going to be to sling off an entire string of relatedly interconnected news stories that have bust out through the last week. A few of them stretch a little further back, but they give some context into understanding the bigger picture. Um, let's see here. Uh, starting, I'm going to start with March 29th because we covered a lot of the stuff that I posted from earlier in the week uh, and some of the stuff concerning the rising of the Queen of the South. Let's see here. We have hundreds of Turkmen's protest against Kurdistan flag in Kirkuk. Now, this has been an ongoing, uh, what do you call it, um, ongoing point of dispute, basically, in uh, Kirkuk with this flag being flown now for at least the last week, week and a half. And it's been causing all kinds of controversy because they're seeing this. And other areas is essentially Kurdistan coming in and annexing all of these regions of land. They've been doing this in, on top of it in Iraq, and it's still this whole um, plot concerning Kurdistan goes back to ancient times. Well, it goes back to the Medes, but outside of that, they have never had a landmass that has been considered their own nation since ancient times. So this is a big, huge border dispute because we've got portions going into, uh, uh, well, let me see here. I think it's going into Iraq, uh, into Turkey, into Syria, and possibly even into Iran. So this has been a big um, political dispute. They don't know which way Trump's going to slide in this whole decision because during the last administration, it had been looked at in uh, a way that since the uh, Peshgarma had been such an instrumental force and even other Kurdish groups have been instrumental forces in the fight against Islamic State in um, Iraq and Syria. This has something that they believe will be put on the table. Now, what does this mean prophetically standing? Said it time and time again, folks. Watch for the rise of the Medes and the Persians. That's one horn with the Medes. Moving forward. 
Syrian man recruiting Daesh members from Europe arrested in southern Turkey. That's pretty self-explanatory. Now, this is an interesting little story that somebody caught earlier in the week. Um, ancient Assyrian tomb with 10 skeletons discovered in Iraq, but folks, it gets even better. Its discovery was in Erbil, which Erbil is where the Peshkarma Kurds are currently basically running their administration out of, and the history surrounding this place goes real deep. It was essentially the Assyrian Achaemenid satrapy after the uh, partial fall of Nineveh in ancient history. And essentially, it has been under control by the Assyrians since Age Memorial. Um, I don't know if we ever discussed this too deeply um, with our program uh, concerning the uh, battle for Mosul, a.k.a. Nineveh, but folks, this place is emphatically tied into the leopard as far as the beasts are concerned within the book of Daniel. And even you have the body of the leopard in Revelation. So, and I like how one of our, um, um, you know, normal uh, listeners kind of pointed out earlier in the week, made the infamous question of 10, the 10 kings. And I was like, yeah, that's rather entertaining. Nonetheless, it's an interesting little find. Now here we go into the he-goat. Macedonia on the break. That's a bit of an understatement. Right now there's such um, infighting between two different factions um, within the government that one had been voted into place. There's another one voted into place. One has alignments on one side, which are not ethnic Macedonians whereas opposed to the ethnic Macedonians. And this is boiling here, folks, in the Balkans. This entire circumstance, the situation, is getting ready to boil over. And another story in here is going to cover some of this. All right, that's, uh, that's irrelevant as far as I'm concerned, that new story. U.S. consulate phone called coup mastermind after coup judicial sources say. And this is all about the uh, coup with uh, Gulen, who is, mind you, is living here in the United States and being protected by the United States government, which this brings around to good old uh, Flynn here, who is now getting, uh, trying to get immunity to speak about his ties with Russia and Turkey. I haven't looked too deeply in that story. I know Tim has uh, quite a bit more. Okay, let's see here. Geopolitical significance of the Russian deployment to Afram. Russia's deployment of ground forces to the small, isolated northwestern Syrian Kurdish Afrin Cantan has predictably frustrated Turkey. And this has been a big, hot topic, folks. Um, within Turkey, there's been a nonstop battles going on between the various uh, Kurdish factions that are there. Um, we had that bombing that took place at least, I think it's going back a couple of years now in Ankara, where the whole thing just was kind of a bit on the um, stunk side. But that was blamed on various Kurdish forces within Iraq, and they've been 
tried to get these groups within terrorists. And as they're going into Syria right now, we have Russia and America is basically cordoning off areas to protect these groups. And the same thing goes in Iraq. And they've basically tried to get Turkey out of the situation in Iraq. Same goes with Syria. And this it's just going nuts, back and forth and back and forth. Turkey's getting kicked off and basically everybody on the planet at this stage. Togmara is definitely sitting in an interesting position. And uh, it's a rather, uh, rather interesting little story that popped as well. This came out of Jordan, believe it or not, where the report was. Iraq will never sever ties with Iran despite pressure from Arab nations. And basically it's kind of a no-brainer in the political realm. They don't want to sever any of these ties due to the fact that, well, when you're sitting in a power vacuum, making enemies is probably not the most opportune thing to do. Okay, there was a new uh, discovery at the Tomb of Kings, and I believe this uh, with the Kings of Paphos. And I think we discussed that before in a video, didn't we, Matthew? We most certainly did. We most certainly did. Yeah, those are the, uh, not the Basileus, but the Basileon, the King Lions. I'm going to have to go back and look at that one deeper again. Let's see here. Uh, Brexit is happening and it isn't going to be cheap. UK is set to face more debt, weaker growth, and final EU bill. And once again, this is looking into how is this going to affect the EU? What are we going to see here in the future with the EU? So, you know, that's once again an area where I've told people to keep their eyes on. Iran's president urges a stronger global will to fight extremism. That one is not going over too well with Israel, folks. Hamas has acquired heavy, short-range rockets. Israel fears Passover massacre. Um, I think that one speaks for itself. On the 29th, Turkey announced the successful end of the Euphrates Shield operation. Once again, we covered that in a video as well, folks, when that broke out on the uh, Bands of Time um, YouTube channel. Now, here's where we're really going to start talking about a few odds and ends that hopefully we're going to be doing an entire program on tomorrow. Prospects and challenges for regional economic cooperation in Central Asia. Hand in hand with this, Iran posts trade surplus for second time in 37 years. Israeli report, thousands of Chinese jihadists are fighting in Syria. Oaks, these are the Igar, or the Uyghur, I believe is how that is pronounced. They are very, very important. Up, Senate Intelligence Democrat Warner says Russia's goal is a weaker U.S. should concern all Americans. You know what, folks? I'm going to skip all this stuff related to Trump because I'm really getting to the stage that it was covered earlier. 
in the program quite well, and I don't see the point of me going back over all that again. Leaders of Eric Summit reaffirmed 2002 two-state solution peace plan, which is rather ironic considering earlier news in the year that they were going to take that off the table, possibly, and all the confusion that arose from, once again, infamous things coming out of the commander-in-chief's mouth, which nobody seems to know how to interpret half the time. Let's see, and I already talked about that, the protests breaking out with the flags. All right, the number of Syrian refugees has now passed 5 million people, according to the United Nations. This one has been causing all sorts of controversy throughout the week since it was announced. Netanyahu vows to create new settlement in the West Bank, despite international concern. And as I think, Matthew, you mentioned this one earlier on top of it. Now they're once again bringing the uh, whole moving the embassy to Jerusalem thing up again on top of it now here in the last week. So this is just between Hezbollah and Hamas and all those rumblings that are happening there with uh, incursions into Syria and their threats to launch Scud missiles. Man, it is just heating up something fierce all around Israel as we speak. All right, back into these uh, that I said would come up a little bit more. China, Russia, Iran, ports and power along the belt and road. And folks, we've literally got the Silk Road is coming into full force and effect. And the way this is playing out, as far as uh, isochronal or cyclical history repeating itself, is a little bit off the charts. How Russia hopes an Iranian port will circumvent one belt, one road. Now, this takes a little quick explanation here. Circumventing sort of happened at the time when China was trying to figure out how to bring their economic uh, trade pieces through that region. And at one time they had to skirt, find a way to skirt through and around the Roman influence. And on the other side, they had to find routes into their Parthian area of their allied states at that time as well. And that's how these two trade routes tend to break themselves. China says we'll push Silk Road passing through uh, EOK, despite India's objection. Beijing's One Belt, One Road Summit will embarrass India. And you will see that there's going to be more stories that come up concerning this. Oh, good grief. Uh, Steve Bannon not going there. Iran rejects U.S. terror claim made by Mattis, blames the Saudis. And, folks, it's a twofold equation as far as terror is concerned. They both got their hand in the middle of this, so uh, there's no reason to play and mince words here. In Kurdish areas of Turkey, fear and destruction have returned as facts of life. The very image on this photo, um, this is spoken from a checkpoint officer 
uh, told to a reporter on a visit to a Kurdish region of Turkey. You are crazy. This is very dangerous. United States steps up training of elite military units Central Asia. Folks, why are we trading the kings of the east? Iraqi TV, Islamic State war minister killed in airstrike. The second in command to the top in command chain in the Islamic State apparently was killed yesterday. And there's been a bunch of new news stories coming out on that on a continual basis throughout the day. Protest flare in Paraguay. Congress overvote to extend president's term. Now, once again, folks, we were basically telling everybody we're going to start seeing even more civil disrest throughout the world. And this has been continual protests are flaring everywhere since the pivot point in March. You need to keep an eye out for these things happening because you're seeing them everywhere. Okay, this is more of that nonsense. Well, I guess this comes into effect. Time to pay up. Tillerson's request new military budget from NATO allies within two months. And as I brought up, even that meeting that happened with Merkel, which is just... (laughs) The commander-in-chief did nothing but insult Merkel when she was here and it was a little bit ridiculous and now on top of this keeps coming back into the chain and this whole escalation between NATO between the European Union and the United States is on a continuing thrust forward UK blocks far fight between far-right groups and anti-fascist demonstrators in London more civil disrest Now, this goes back into the disputed new Silk Road. Folks, you need to understand something here because I'm just touching on it now, tinily. This whole thing is a flashpoint, and here's why. Is India reconsidering its no-first-use nuclear weapons policy? That's all tied in, folks. Because of this trade route going into Pakistan and the fight and the split between India and Pakistan goes pretty deep, folks. You might want to look into the history of when Pakistan split away from India. Cold is losing an Appalachian stronghold and Trump can't stop it. Okay, there's the uh, immunity thing I brought up earlier. Venezuelan crisis cast shadow over Ecuador presidential election. And I believe on top of it here, now thinking back to a news story I happened to catch on TV this week, uh, we also had massive protest breakout in China as they just assigned a new leader to a specific point in government. It didn't have the rest of the backing, essentially, of the people and their vote, and that caused all kinds of a mess. Okay, this is more with Erdogan's uh, campaign. Hamas threatens collaborators with Israel. Hamas threatens radical measures against Palestinian Arabs who collaborate with Israel. 
Talked about this one before, folks. Tribe of Manasseh prepares for Passover in northern India. That's came back up in the news again within the last few hours. There's a group of them that are bringing a diaspora back into Israel, and obviously you have other remains of the tribe of Manasseh that are there having their Passover in India as well. So that's another interesting little piece to pop up again back in the news. Jordan, a.k.a. the uh, Sons of Lot, condemns decision to build a new Jewish town. And I touched on that earlier with that announcement this week. Fatah official, Israel is not a peace partner. Europe blasts Israeli construction. UN agency suspends its Gaza missions due to Hamas closure of the Erez crossing. White House warns against unrestrained building. UN's disappointed and alarmed by approval of new town. Straight on building, we will stand guard. Everybody understand how this, on top of it again, is becoming a major flashpoint? Goes into more of the things that I think I'm going to cover more tomorrow. But this is bringing up the new great game, the Asian perspective. And once again, this is one of those little historical tidbits and aspects that, folks, you might want to look into the, quote, great game and what that means as far as Events that happened even stretching back, I believe, into the 1800s. Saudi Arabia pivots towards China. The rise of a new global order. The road to Tehran really lead through Sana. The Pentagon is looking to increase support for Saudi Arabia's two-year war against, I believe this one was Yemen. Yep, this is the Houthi rebels in Yemen. So this is the uh, fighting going on between the Iranian-aligned forces and the Saudi Arabian-aligned forces there in Yemen as we speak. Latest U.S. envoy at Arab Summit. Middle East, Mideast peace possible. U.S. and Russia look to expel Iran from Syria after Assad issues chilling new threat to Israel. But, folks, this is where things get strange. We had this week on top of it, we had the uh, president of Iran meeting with the president of Russia. And on top of it, They cemented more of this huge economic pact that is going on with this rebuilding of the new Silk Road. So we're getting contradictory information coming out from different sides. One is saying that Russia is going to be siding against Iran, but at the same time we have economic pacts being made between leaders of Iran and Russia. Somebody is either doing a propaganda and counter-propaganda, but it looks like we're not getting the real full story of these connections with these stories like this that are breaking. Israel concerned by a reported pending deal 
with the regime of Syrian President al-Assad Bashar to build a port in Syria. Uh, basically, what this is is a pending deal between Iran and the Assad regime to put a port at a military base of uh, the Mediterranean port of Latikia. And once again, that's going to be covered in more detail in a show coming up here. Okay, that's more and more that goes into that. So I'm just going to scroll through here and see if there's any other little odds and ends that are important. Well, this is another one that's actually ties into some things that I've been bringing up nonstop, and it's a story entitled ISIS Fall in Syria May Pave the Way for an Iranian Regime. And once again, folks, as I stated, watching for that rising of Iran as the other powers wane within the Middle East, especially Saudi Arabia in this uh, context with this story. Will America's inaction in Syria help lead to an Israeli-Hezbollah war? Slovak FM wants Bulgaria and Romania to become members of the Schengen Zone. This is, once again, it's a corridor, it's an economic situation, but this all concerns the Balkans. Albania's Rama says political temperatures are rising in the Balkans. Then Iran's defense minister calls on U.S. naval forces to leave Gulf region. I'm going to take a breather and have Matthew and Thames here uh, comment on some of these news stories. And we can kind of go back and forth if you guys want to. Well, for one, let me say this. Uh, a political analyst, Sergei Sadukov, a professor at the Academy of Military Sciences, gave some statements this week. This is a direct quote from him. United States President Donald Trump referred to Iran as the number one terrorist state. This is a serious charge, which requires proof. Iran is clearly aware that the United States could make even the most radical moves, including a military option. This is why the Iranian defense chief has sent a message aimed at preventing Washington's aggressive rhetoric toward Tehran. What was that message he was referring to? Well... This is the message he sent. What is the business of U.S. troops in the Persian Gulf? It is better they leave the region and not cause trouble for the countries of the region. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is going to erupt, but you see, there's something that the West doesn't know. You have to keep your eye on Middle Eastern news because this is what came out this week. Three million new migrants could come to Turkey from Iran, the Deputy Prime Minister Kenyuk says. Okay, let's let's get a perspective on this. Direct quote from the Deputy Prime Minister 
According to the information we have received, there are around 3 million unauthorized migrants in Iran and that they are trying to come to Turkey. Unfortunately, they are mostly Afghans. They are again trying to come from the east of Iran, he said. And this will get you. He added that a total of 30,000 refugees came through the eastern Turkish provinces in 2016 alone. Now catch this last part, he said. We worry that the Iranian state is ignoring their migration toward Turkey, though not necessarily assisting them. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Bible says the end would come like a flood, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Persia is making massive moves, and you don't even realize it. See, because they just called them migrants, and they covered it up by saying they were mostly Afghans. Well, let me ask you a stupid question. What are you going to do if most of them are adult males between the ages of 18 to 34 bear resemblance to Alexander the Great's tactics, as a matter of fact? And this brings to memory that, of course, Erdogan has been threatening to unleash a what? Ah, yes. A flood of migrants into Europe. Thames, your thoughts on these uh, things that we're covering? It seems like that everything's being put into place. Of course, we know that the book of Revelation tells us quite clearly about the kings of the east. Brian has just proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that is currently at play. So, your your thoughts on this this topic, Thames? What's your what's your point of view? Well, my immediate thought is is that you know we're looking at complex systems, and you know the parallels between what you're describing in nature and what we're also covering in terms of the news with governments and local power um, in terms of what humans value is uh, astonishing. Um, the overlap is incredible. And, you know, I was a chemistry major in college. And, you know, when you're titrating chemicals, when you get real close to those limits, you start adding a tiny little drop because you've been working on an experiment for hours. And if you add too much, your whole experiment is gone because the system, you know, in that beaker, it buffers, it buffers, it buffers, and you can't see a change. And then one tiny little drop more, and suddenly you're going to precipitate out. And what you and Brian are describing is literally that. You're describing complex systems in nature and with men and the limits inside of those systems. And, you know, it's no different than what you saw with the Israelites when they were coming out of Egypt. What did the Lord say to them? He said that he would not remove all of the leaders all at one time, right? Because he didn't want the beast to overwhelm the people. That's exactly Nothing what he said. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Yeah. 
Well, I, for one, appreciate your analogy because it reminds me of what I described about the deoxidization of the waters. Because last week I covered the same thing happened in rivers, running water. And then this week it was released that, well, we've got massive algae plumes, and our satellites are in place to start detecting these massive ammonia pockets. You know, I always did love chemistry. I understand it. I understand the wonders of why it is that the spirit of the Lord our God fluttered over the water. Because, ladies and gentlemen, every chemist knows that a water just don't make sense. They just don't. They don't make any sense. You see. When you freeze it, it expands. It gets bigger. It doesn't contract. Now, I took a look at those photographs, these 11 brand new cloud formations that had formed, and I was explaining it to my sons that, well, some clouds are impossible. You know, the fluffy, billowy white cotton clouds? Well, yeah, Daddy. You realize that when you look up into the heavens, they will all float across the sky in perfect unison. Yes, Daddy. And I said, well, how is that impossible, son? And he sits there, and he thinks about it for a minute. And he says, wait a minute. The wind should blow them apart. Well, yes, of course it should, son. Clouds are impossible, and everybody knows it. And I said, this is what should happen, and I described it to him in detail what should happen. And that article was released three days later. I go get my son, bring him out, and show him the pictures. He said, oh my god, daddy, that's exactly what you said should happen to the clouds. Yes, you need to go over and take a look, ladies and gentlemen. But the chemist can exasperatingly appreciate water. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's the spirit alone that des decides what water is in any chemical reaction. Because it is not a base, it is not an acid, unless it chooses to be, ladies and gentlemen. Only chemists knows this. In some chemical reactions, it acts like a base. In other chemical reactions, it's an acid. So, it is wonderful to me to study chemistry with the understanding of the Bible, God's holy word. It's, it's amazing to perceive it, to see it, to know why he does it, and to be able to understand that exactly what he said is going to come to pass will come to pass. Now, this creates a vast swath of difficulties, ladies and gentlemen, especially with weapons. You see, there are many different types of explosives. Of course, there are the most effective explosives generate their own oxygen. But if you start playing around with whether the humidity acts like an acid or a base according to that detonation, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy, we just might start having things fall out of the sky. And yet, it amazes me the short-sightedness of people who do not take chemistry. 
Because whenever I think of why the Bible refers to swords and horses, I know exactly what he's talking about because he told us full well. He told the chemist. He told the geologist. He's told everybody, the mathematicians. He's told everybody that the earth would wear out like a rag. You do know what that means, don't you? It means something chemically is going to start happening. And of course, we know this beyond any shadow of a doubt. This is why the Bible God's Holy Word tells us this. That, of course, in this time, there would be no chromosomal cohesion with the fallen. That's exactly what he said. So some things we have to worry about, and other things we do not. Is this the dynamics he was playing with in Goshen? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you need to work this out mathematically. Why was there light in Goshen and all the rest of Egypt was dark? How is that possible? I mean, I would not dare say that Sir Isaac Newton was an idiot. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, I understand all of his papers. I've read all his papers, and I have all of his papers. So… I believe that, well, what Sir Isaac Newton said about the refraction of light according to, to the celestial fear and uh, the, the, the sphere of the sun, how that interpolates onto the dynamics of how we perceive the light from the darkness, I, I understand it. But like I said, it's also a joy to think about these things Chemically. Chemically. Because water, ladies and gentlemen, it does whatever it wants. And that's the only thing you can come up with. Tams, your 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 thoughts on that. Are are we approaching this time where chemistry and and and, and, and physics and geology begin to wear out? Is that possible, or did God mean something else? Perhaps you have particular insight into the Hebrew or the Greek that you could share. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I take him at his word, literally. And the same way that we're seeing people migrate because it's not possible for them to live in their environment, we're seeing the same thing in nature. Uh, where The fish aren't where they used to be. The birds aren't where they used to be. You're seeing all of these things happen. You're seeing uh, animals encroach on other habitats because the one they used to be in is, is no longer habitable. And these very, you know, we talk about nature as a fragile system, but it is a complex system with many different buffers. Um, but just like that chemistry beaker, just one more drop and you get that change in color, and that you get the precipitate. And that's where we're at, and that's what we're seeing. That's why we're seeing wholesale migration of Afghans historically have gone to Iran, now going to Turkey. That's why you're seeing boatloads of Africans traveling to Spain and traveling into Europe, because these systems are changing in the same way that that's happening in ways that we can understand them because we're familiar with the vocabulary. All of those things are happening in nature. They're all happening. It's just that 
as human beings, we care more about the things that are familiar with us. So we, that's the thing that we tend to talk to the most. But the overlap between what you were describing earlier in nature and what Brian was describing in the, the human world of what man thinks is important, is it's the exact same phenomenon, exact same thing. Well, I wish I could say that was comforting, uh, but it's uh, but it's not. Uh, well, it is. We are down because he... Goshen was uh, was. Uh, I mean, if you were in Goshen, you were not cast into outer darkness. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> of course, it's you know. It always astounds me how, light, ladies and gentlemen, God don't have to follow no laws. He is the law, okay? He is the law. So it's up to his fancy, a whim. He does whatever he wants. He comes and goes as he sees fit. <laughs> so if if the Lord your God says, uh, by the way, um, yeah, Moses, go ahead and tell them that I'm going to strike them with darkness, but… Uh, don't worry about you know. Uh, don't worry about the children of Israel. They they don't need to buy any more lamp oil. They'll be just fine. And it amazes me how people forget this. God runs the show. Goodness, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think set up Hitler? Who do you think set up uh, Obama? He does not change. He is not. Variable according to your whims. No, 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 no. It's the other way around, and it always has been. And it amazes me how these elementary truths have escaped modern Christianity. It it blows me away. It blows me away. I don't I don't understand it. Brian, uh, jump in here and give us your two cents on this stuff. Well, it's quite simple. I mean, all these very changes. No, I like I like how you brought up like a flood. I've made that comment time and time again, folks. You're aware that the refugee crisis, in the Bible. Ooh. Let's see here, though. Um, where does this lead? Because, you know, I always loved this, and I had to sit and kind of think about this a little bit more this week. In your um, paragraph headings, they're always going to list the third seal, the third craftsman, or the third writer as famine. But take a look again, folks. That's inflation. But what are we talking about as far as the fourth seal? With all this unraveling, that we're seeing with everything in the physical world. It's the slow boiling lead up to the ultimate event with the fourth seal. When he broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see and look. And I looked and behold an ashen horse and he who sat on it had the name of death and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine, pestilence, 
by the wild beasts of the earth. Folks, that last sentence, how many news stories have we covered recently that have involved killing with a sword, famine, pestilence, wild beasts? Migration patterns are completely messed up with all the animals across the planet. We have continual mass animal deaths, which you can on top of it see a correlation between the magnetic field and these wild beasts of the earth. And some of them already reports are coming up with varied animals. They're getting kicked off. We're seeing reports of that breakout in Yemen, Somalia, Sudan, and many other places throughout the world. Um, we're having it take place now as we speak on top of it. We've, well, for the last couple of years, things have been happening in South America, but I don't know how much more of that's actually associated with the inflation and economic as opposed to actual crop kill-offs and so forth in South America. I haven't looked deep enough into it to know. But we've been seeing plague. No, I'm not kidding, folks. We've been seeing plague break out in varied places throughout reports. Well, last week, so, we just had a man that was eaten by ahead. a python. Um, I yeah. saw a news story about this man, and they showed them cutting open this giant, not to be too graphic, but they showed them cutting open this python, and you could see this man that was inside of this giant snake's stomach. And you're only going to hear more of that because these animals, they've got to eat. And if the habitat isn't providing what they need, they're going to be migrating to where those things are. Well, my wife and I were talking about this last night. Keep an eye on news in India, folks. You'll see all kinds of uh, animal attacks going on within cities. Even a couple years back, I recall a video that was floating around where a... um, believe it was some sort of leopard or cheetah basically went through there and just was going after people right and left. But you see these things happening all the time in that area. And they've got such a wide array of wildlife. When that wildlife is getting pushed into the cities for varied reasons and all that, it starts getting pretty, uh, pretty brutal. Well, what people don't understand is, is that when, The animals were named. They were set up in a particular dominion. They were given a specific place in this ecosystem, the totality of it. And as those systems are moved, they become sojourners. The same way that Lot was a sojourner, the same way that Israel was a sojourner, we are seeing in the natural the exact same things that are happening with mankind. And you should be expecting it. I would well, absolutely means, agree. Matt, if you're there. That means we would have to expect some pretty bad things coming down the barrel, boys and girls. Uh, I mean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I just mentioned about the earth wearing out like a rag. And it 
bothers me that people don't realize that that word is prefix there. It it's spelled that way exactly seven times, and you know the one that I always think about is the one in Psalms one hundred two. Of old you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you endure. And all of them will wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them, and they will be changed. You know... That's the first time in Job that it's used, and it bothers me in reference to – remember, ladies and gentlemen, when God gets so mad that he tells death to flee from you? And I've always only talked about this in private, how it – talks about this here in Job 13. Oh, for you write bitter things against me and make me inherit the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet while I am decaying like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Of course, <clears throat> many people have asked me about these verses before because he kind of contradicts himself, doesn't he? Because you can't walk if your feet's in stocks, right? But then he turns around and says that he watches all your paths. I mean, how can how can the Lord your God set a limit for the soles of your feet? While he's watching you go along your path. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, yes. I know exactly what he's talking about, and I believe every single word that has come out of the left side and the right side of his mouth. It is a wondrous thing to understand the Hebrew and the Greek. It is a marvelous, wonderful thing. You know, there's a reason why this whole diatribe is mentioned in the first book of Hebrews, ladies and gentlemen. Let me start with verse 8. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they all will become old like a garment. And like a mantle, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will also be changed. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. 
but you are the same. And your years will not come to an end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sit out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Ladies and gentlemen, you need to remember the ten plagues because when the riders ride, you should be untouchable. And if you're not, well, I guess you know why. Amen? Amen. What's the matter? Are you afraid? Are 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 you afraid to reply? Amen. I hope not. I hope it's just a thing. We got sixty seconds left, boys. Uh, Tams, you first, then Brian. Say good night. That's for me, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Godspeed. God bless everybody. I love you all. Hugs. Thanks for joining us, folks. God bless.